Come into the room. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. All right. Hello. We here, y'all. Look at that. Uh, welcome to another episode of Two Chicks Talking Shit. Um, I think what we're going to do is just jump right on in. No need to waste time. No dilly-dallying, no dilly-dallying. Let's get it. Um, so are you aware of who John Boyega is? He was in, um, the Star Wars movie, The Force Awakeners. He is a British, oh, the, black the black guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The one who, yeah, I like him. I do too. And so he is not ashamed <laughs> to be vocal. No. And so, um... I like him now. He's like super vocal about race relations, even though he's a um, British actor. He's been, you see him at all day protests over there. He's tw- always tweeting. He is Black Lives Matter. You hear me. Mm-hmm. So he recently did an interview with British GQ and he is suggesting that his other diverse cast members experienced similar issues as he did um, working with Disney. So he's Hmm. always expressed that um, he was being disregarded in the the Star Wars sequels. So basically um, he said you get involved in projects you're not necessarily going to like everything but what I would say to Disney is do not bring out a black character market them to be much more important in the franchise that they are and then have them pushed to the side it's not good I'll say it straight up so he's not he's mad basically saying Star Wars used him and I actually agree agree with him because when the his movie came out he was the face like they showed the little trailers and everything and they made sure they let you know hey 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 we got a black guy black guy in star wars y'all and it ain't just billy d come on come check it out and so the posters he was portrayed as the main character and don't get me wrong he played his part in that movie but like it was clear that the story wasn't really based on him. So he's not going to be quiet about it. And I think, I don't think he should. And so um, I'm glad that he's being vocal, especially being vocal um, about Disney because everybody thinks Disney and even Nickelodeon and some of these um, kid, I'll say children or kitty brands, try to do their best to make everybody happy and they try to be diverse and they do all this stuff, but they don't do it right all the time either. So. I mean, it is a learning curve. I yeah. mean, you know, you, you have to, you like, you have to be patient, but I don't think that you should have to tolerate BS at the same time. That's you know? Awful. So, I mean, I completely agree with him. Like, don't put my face on the, on the, um, on a poster like I'm a main like I'm a main character where really I'm just like a uh 
What's the a supporting role? Right. Right. And that's exactly what it was because he was a the stormtrooper, which he had a role to play in that movie. But Shorty, the the girl in the movie, really was the one right. that was the star. So um, I'm glad that we do have actors like John that aren't afraid to speak up and let these executives and these companies know that you're not going to continue to use black faces to make you money. Exactly. And, and especially in this climate, we really, not just with movies, but with brands, period. They're really trying to push the whole, push, you know, we're for Black Lives Matter or push the whole, put the black person in, in the front. But then mm-hmm. y'all really ain't for us like that. So, Right. So speaking of these little kitty brands, let's, oh, Jesus. let's Break skip, my heart. <laughs> let's skip right on over to Nick Jr. So this this week, parents everywhere were getting excited. Parents of little black girls were probably really excited. And um, grandparents. Uh, and grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> and aunties. <laughs> because Nickelodeon um, started advertising this new series. Actually, Nick Jr., I should say, ad- advertised this series called Made by Maddie. And it's really cute. It's a little little a family. They have a cat. Maddie loves fashion design with the help of her mother, who's a designer, and her father, who's a musician. And so it just was like, oh, my God, we got some representation on the screen. They got a little curly hair. The daddy got dreadlocks. And then folks started looking like, wait a minute, this looks a little bit familiar mm-hmm. so um twitter users are quick on their feet and honestly i actually picked it up too when i first saw the picture and i was like this looks like the um little girl from hair love and completely and I, over my head and i thought that matthew cherry the creator of hair love which is um, the short film that won the Academy Award about the little girl and her dad helping her out with her hair. I thought Matthew Cherry was the creator of this Maddie show. Mm-hmm. And then I got on the Twitter, you know, that's my that's my home for so, in social media. And um, Twitter was just as upset as I was to find out that it was not his. So you can see um a tweet by at soft black girls where it is a picture of Maddie with her cats and her mom and dad. And Mm -hmm. then you can see another picture of the hair love with their cats and mom and dad. And look at all, you see all these similarities, like even the picture, there's a picture of the mom with this big curly natural, right? And right. the girl from Hair Love, the little girl from Hair Love has a pink bow right at the top of her hair. And that is Maddie's signature on this mm-hmm. show. So even the creator, Matthew Cherry of Hair Love, had to look at it like, hmm, this looks mighty um, familiar. Yeah, I think he said something to the extent of like they couldn't use a dog, like they have to use a cat too. Like- <laughs> yeah. Right, like they couldn't even change an animal. Y'all just literally had to get you. Maybe she'll say, "I was inspired by your short film." No, bitch, you stole it. Right, but and, but Nick Junior is really trying to hold on to like, no, this we didn't plagiarize, and it's like, so this is where I'm torn at. Mm-hmm. 
because well no like I'm still here for the storyline a little black girl mm-hmm. mom's mom, she's a creative the mom is fashion they go yeah. on adventures and she makes stuff I'm okay with that and I also understand that now we're in this era that when you do do black representation you're gonna get the signature big curly hair big afro or something mm-hmm. like that yeah um so it's like that's why I said it kind of went over my head. I think yeah. you know what I'm saying until some, you brought it to my attention and the similarities. And then it was like, okay, the dad with the dress as well was like, come on, <laughs> right? Like you could have gave the daddy a fade. You could have gave him a fro. You could have gave him a nappy, a nappy fade. A yeah, taper situation. Yeah, or whatever. But also, though, if you think about it. A lot of times when they do have the representation of a black guy, a lot of times it is that he got either the, the like the undercut locks where it's like this back and sides mm-hmm. shaved and yep. he got this top long or whatever like that. So, I mean, I was a bit disappointed when I found that what, what really made me raise an eyebrow was when they was like, um, it was created by a white woman. Yeah. And then but so her media company Silvergate claims that the concept images for Made in Maddie go back to like 2017-2018. So they feel they said um they've been working on it for 4 or 5 years and so this precedes Matthew Cherry's um Matthew Cherry's um short film. But my thing is you could have had a concept and then saw his um exactly film and been like, you know what? Because a concept this ain't nothing. Better. <laughs> right, a concept ain't nothing but an idea. You probably mm-hmm. had a concept, and it probably was a little black girl, and it probably mm-hmm. was a little family or whatever like that. But then you saw how well perceived Matthew Cherry's uh cartoon or animation mm-hmm. took off, and you was like, do it like that. Exactly. They're so. gonna love it. Blacks <laughs> are gonna <laughs> love it. The black circle. <laughs> Get off my line. And bro. what's funny, yo? Like I was so into it because right now Trey got the little twist in his head. He's still trying to decide if he want to lock it, but he got twist. His, um, you know, my granddaughter's mama. She's naturally though. She wears a manhattan puff or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, like my granddaughter be able to see. Yeah, somebody that looks like her, you know, her family, not only just her, even though you know Trey is on the the lighter side, but still, right. you know, it still would have been like, it still would have been like, look, you know, but because I, I was ready when I tell you I was ready to buy the Maddie dolls, <laughs> I bet I was ready to go get the Maddie dolls or whatever else I had to get. I'm gonna put a pin in it, and like I said, only if my niece is like into it. Yeah. Then I might, you know, spend a little coin. My granddaughter, I know she look. She's still trying to figure out how to hold her head up. I ain't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So what's the last thing you heard me say? You you had just really started to get into him saying he wanted to build a new Wakanda. Wakanda. Okay. Well, let me just start that whole part over. Yeah, I don't know, because I know my, uh, when I was working, my Wi-Fi kept acting crazy. I hope it ain't. Hope I don't have to go, uh, reset it. Okay.
Um, all right. So let's talk about Akon. And so a lot of people ask questions about Akon, like, um, why he don't make music no more and where he get all this money from. And so I think people forget that Lady got he actually signed Lady Gaga as well as some other artists to his label. So everybody knows that Lady Gaga is a worldwide sensation, mm-hmm. and um, he ain't got to work if he don't want to. He ain't got to make no more music. So what he has been doing with his money though is he has decided to build a real life Wakanda in Senegal. Um, construction is expected to begin next year. Hmm. Um, I know, girl, like hmm. <laughs> they say it will cost about six billion dollars. He says our idea is to build a futuristic city that incorporates all the latest technologies, cryptocurrencies, and also the future of how African society should become in the future. Um he um, started with this idea back in 2018, but it really looks like it's starting to come to fruition. Um, he says that the city is inspired by the shapes of traditional sculptures that have been made in African villages and that they will be made of metal and not wood. He, hmm. also, he also hopes that the city will provide jobs for the people of Senegal and serve as a home back home for Black Americans and others who face racial injustices. For we? (laughs) Yeah. For us? Oh, (laughs) shit. Let me start packing that. Let me go. Oh, so you on the I'll go, I'll move back to Africa clan. Look, if if he gonna set it up right and I can go down there and give me a little job. (laughs) Hell yeah, I'm going down there. Shit. I'll go visit. I don't want to go back to Africa. Cause Shit, I, I wouldn't be been. going back. I would be going to Africa. I ain't never been. That's true. <laughs> I would like, be going. I hear like, so many yeah. people now when they hear this conversation. He was like, this, "It's about time. We should just move to Africa. Like but, it'll be better." I'm like, but no, I think we're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to go. It's gonna be a selection process. Like <laughs> I think you it can't. Should be. It should <laughs> be a selection process. We can't just let anybody go all willy nilly. <laughs> Like, we gotta have a selection process, and and you know, you gotta show how you're going to be a asset exactly to going back and not a liability. Like mm-hmm. we don't need you going back doing no dumb shit. Exactly. Don't come over here embarrassing us. Right. Nah. No. Come, come stay on over here. <laughs> you can stay your ass right in the line with that bullshit. We gonna keep it, keep it, keep it funky. Not you keep know. it funky. <laughs> we don't keep it right. You know, we don't act like we got a little sense. It should be a selection process. You know. I'm telling you, it should be like if you have more than this many baby mamas or baby daddies, stay it should it should be like a like you should put have to submit a college accept like a like you trying to get accepted to a college. Yeah. Like you're gonna have to submit your resume. You mm-hmm. have to show what you like, yo. You know, good things that you've done yes. in the community or something mm-hmm. like that. Like you are gonna have to show a something. little bit of that something. Like you can't just be saying, "Oh, I want to go." No, you have to. You gonna have to show why you think you will strive. And they might say, "Well, no, we'll give you a dual visa, like a dual passport, where you can say you from both, but you can't stay here." <laughs> right. 
you know, you are free to come and visit whenever you like, but you can't stay here. Right. No. You got to go back home. It's, it should be levels to your acceptance. Like, you're going to have to go back home. You can't stay here. Your maximum stay is one month. Um, right. A like... year. <laughs> and oh, we will be checking. Not going to have you come down here with this foolishness. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm interested to see it. Um, I w- if the world ever opens back up, um, I would love to go and see it for myself. But who knows what this is really going to end up being. Um, mm-hmm. long-term. Yeah, because so. if we go down there and it'd be some bull, it look like some, some mess. Take me home. I'm, I'm ready to go. Never mind. <laughs> I, I will be calling my boss on the plane. Like, you remember I told you? Yeah, I'm it ain't my job that. back. It ain't work. I'm gonna need my job back. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, tried because, like, I've had my own experiences with different, and I'm gonna call them African Americans because they are from Africa and now they mm-hmm. live in America, and they don't necessarily like all of us. And mm-hmm. I would hate to get over there and then they start talking to me sideways, and then the South Side oh, yeah. Chicago is gonna come out, and then I get kicked out. So see, yeah. we go yeah. at the that yeah yeah that is a point you have a point there like i don't no 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 wake Ooh, your sorry. ass up i'm sorry girl i tried to fight but i was trying to swallow it back down it was like i'm coming up it's like i'm here i'm coming um, um good news for tyler perry forbes has recognized him as the newest billionaire in hollywood pew 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 so very happy for Tyler. It, you know, y'all could talk about him as much as you want to. But See, that's why you my girl. Coin. I was thinking the same thing. Like, y'all talked all that shit about that man. <laughs> oh, why y'all want to support a man that want to wear a wig and a dress? And he bringing the black people down. And he making mm-hmm. us look stupid. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, this man is a billionaire with a whole studio. Exactly. And so... Ownership changes everything, is what it, he said. It does. Um, he he says, "I love when people say you have humble beginnings. <laughs> Basically, it means you were poor as hell." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he did. Like I remember when his stage plays were first coming to Chicago, because that's when the Regal Theater was around, mm-hmm. and that's a landmark in Chicago for y'all that don't know. It was it's the only like theatrical venue that was on the south side of Chicago. And so he would come every year with his plays and he would pack that, pack it out, pack it out, pack it out. Then he got too big for the Regal Theater. And so he had to start going to some of our larger venues. And then next thing you know, Tyler's huge. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Then his stage plays, he's turned them into movies. So now he has 22 feature films, two dozen stage plays, 1200 tv episodes and he has the, his studio in atlanta that is on 330 acres of land yep killing it i remember i think i yeah i remember going to see one of his plays at the regal mm-hmm. and i remember i also remember going to see diary of a mad black woman because that yep. was his first movie that went to the theaters yeah, I remember going to see that too. Yeah, he and and, and you know, he he ain't new to this. He true to this. 
Exactly. He Forbes attributed attributed 320 million of his fortune to his library of work and his new studio complex, which is the largest film site in the United States and is worth 280 million dollars by itself. Hmm. And it's he, funny because the same people they be kicking about him now trying to get on that damn exactly. Uh, lot. Everybody using his lot. They used it to film Bad Boys, um, the latest Bad Boys movie. Um, we just saw it with the um, Monica and Brandy versus. They had that. They had it there. Um, and he's just he's doing it in the community. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I'm still gonna talk about that badass wig. That what was oh, that damn yeah, movie? that was unforgivable. Um, <laughs> The latest one he did for Netflix. A Fall from Grace. Yeah, that, that was unforgettable. That one, and and I, he still, what was the last one we did with Taraji P. Henson? Uh, damn, I can't ever say it now. Taraji, Taraji P. Henson. Ooh, yeah. ooh, um, that um, word I can't say. Damn. Um, Hold on. Shit. Uh, I'm going to just do Tyler Taraji movie. What is it? Entrapment, um, acrimony, acrimony. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no. But you know, I I enjoy his movies. Like I love Brown. Like the moment I see Brown, Brown. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> Brown does crack me up. I'm yeah, tell y'all that. I don't care about nobody else. I watch the old stage plays. I fast forward through the singing, and yeah. I will laugh at Brown the entire play. That's yes. all I need is Brown acting a fool with that powder on his knees. That's all I need. And so I'm proud of Tyler Perry. He is something to attain to. He is um, black excellence. And I, I wish people weren't so critical of him all the time. But like, including me, because I be giving him a hard time. But mm-hmm. I don't be talking about him playing Madeer. I don't care about none of that. I just be like, bro, you got all this money. You can't afford better wigs than this shit. Yeah, you got yeah, us looking yeah. at it, bro. I think for me, I think for me, I was just like, we've seen this story before. Yeah, that too. <laughs> it be like, okay, who got AIDS? Okay, who got abused? Okay. Right. <laughs> you need someone to rescue her. <laughs> like, we've seen this story. You just taking the same outline and changing it up. We've seen it all before. That's my only issue with it. Yeah, but I will say he is continuing to make that money and go ahead, Tyler, do your thing. If you if you ever stumble across the two chicks, come on, hook your girls up. Come you know, on. Come on. Okay. <laughs> um so in white people news um (laughs) wait i don't know why first it sounded like you said ny i thought you said nypd news but you said in white people news (laughs) okay i think i saw her on good morning america or one of them morning talk shows but her name is stephanie winston wolkoff and she was an uh, she was an unpaid White House advisor and former friend to Melania Trump, and she said she's Is that the one who wrote the book. Yes, she's recently wrote a book called Melania and Me: The Rise and Fall of My Friendship with the First Lady. She yeah. also calls her time working for the Trump family the worst mistake of her life. <laughs> 
Uh-huh. <laughs> they kicked your ass out. <laughs> she says, when it really counted, Melania wasn't there for me. She really wasn't my friend. In fact, I wish I had never met her. Um, so her book was is set to be published on Tuesday. Um, and so <laughs> this is just, it's crazy. They talk about the inauguration. She talks about, um, their close times, um, concerns about budgets, um, all kinds of things. But she, what she does say, and what I heard in a few interviews is that a lot of people see Melania um, a little bit separate from Trump and saying that she's different and she don't like him either and all of this and Stephanie said um child anyway she the same person like yeah she, I saw that part she was like she is just like a yeah and so I was like it made me interested because all I know about Melania Trump is she used to sell that WAP and um, <laughs> she is like a male order bride and she don't like when Trump try to hold her hand in public. So I would, I am interested just a little bit in understanding more about her, but I don't know if I should start with this book. Cause then I'm gonna be like this. hoe. I'm not interested whatsoever. I can tell less. <laughs> I have no interest in her. I don't need to know anything about her. I'm not interested. Okay. I don't want to know. Don't need to know. Don't have to know about uh, speech stealing Melania. I can't even say her name. Melania. Melania Trump. Mm-hmm. I was born on the south side of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Is she ever? I'll be like, bitch, what? <laughs> Where you yeah. from? <laughs> they, they first run and she gave that speech. I was like, um, you sound just like another um, first, first lady. lady. Yeah. <laughs> just trash. Just Bye. Nobody time for them. I'm so sick of them. Just a joke. Nobody got time for neither one of them. Um, do you remember um, from Love and Hip Hop, Masika? Do you remember her? She was dating Fetty Wap back in the day. I see her a lot on social media, but you know, yeah. I don't really fuck with that franchise like that. <laughs> so, she's been trying to separate herself a little bit from Love and Hip Hop. Um, I saw her on an episode of Insecure. She was like somebody's friend or something. I think it was at um, Molly's house or some shit. She, she was acting over. now? She's acting now, yes. Oh, okay. And so apparently she's on some TV show. I never heard of this quote unquote hit show, but it's called Double Cross. And so she was casted on the show but she recently was fired because damn she made it seem like she faked her own kidnapping while on the set of the show so it was a stunt and this is where doing it all for clout gets you fucked up so she posted a video on her Instagram account where she was crying and begging fans to join join her OnlyFans account and tip her so that kidnappers could take the money and free her. Girl, bye. <laughs> like, I saw the video and I was like, this is awkward. Like, this looked weird. Because she looked kind of beat up and she looked like 
she was um yeah she just looked really fucked up and so um she came out later and said that the video was fake but now she has lost her job from this show Mm-hmm. Because the executives did not take the stunt well. Hell no. What? See, you work for the medical field, a mm-hmm. very you know prestigious mm-hmm. um, hospital. I work for a government entity. You know, mm-hmm. it's just certain shit we just can't do Mm-mm. because even though we are our own people. We are a representative of those companies and they let it be known and they say <laughs> it in every document they can find. You are. <laughs> exactly. You are a representation. So I just, I think that sometimes, you know, that's, I think that can be the downfall sometimes of when these reality show stars or um, the social media, you know, stars. I'm not gonna call them influencers because mm-hmm. low key we are influencers in one way or not. But you know, when we get into the big leagues, sometimes we're not prepared for it. And this is just that. Like, sis, mm-hmm. you have a whole ass job now. Right. Get somewhere and sat down. You should have been studying your lines. Is what you should have been doing. Right. Like. Ma'am, I know I understand that um, clickbait, you know, is how you get your views. And oh, okay, she gonna put something on her OnlyFans. So let me go on. Let me do but, this. Let me do that. But you just sound dumb. And then back to the, I hate clickbait. Even as a YouTuber, I hate it. Like I, I briefly was trying trying to get into it just to see, but then I was like, it's stupid. I don't like the way the thumbnails look because mm-hmm. they just look obvious. Yeah. Like you, you know, it just starts to look obvious. And then you, the person clicks on your video and here it is. You done made this sad, depressing, or this, um, this title to cause a reaction to get people to click your shit. And then you kiki in and high high on your video. Like, it's a lot of YouTubers that I used to follow regularly and hard uh-huh. that I don't even watch their videos no more because it's like like a lot of these family channels, y'all sure. can kiss my ass. Like, ain't nobody got time. You got your babies on here looking like they crying just for you to be like, oh, we're going to McDonald's and I got them Happy Meals. Fuck you, ain't them kids. <laughs> I stopped watching couples, YouTubes, family YouTubes, mm-hmm. like any of that, because it just, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Like, it's, it was one that really pissed me off. And I don't, you know, but it was like, they were giving their son his first haircut. Mm-hmm. They dragged this shit on social media and on YouTube for like days mm-hmm. until they finally, finally posted the video of him getting a haircut. And I was like, and then once he got the haircut, it wasn't nothing that no other child would do any different. And I was like, are you serious right now? <laughs> I would have I would have expected like, oh, he acted a fool in the chair. Or oh, he said some funny first of, all, first of all, these, you know, these influence these YouTubers as the content creators, once mm-hmm. they get to a certain plateau, 
Shit changed. That coin is different. Right. These motherfuckers had the barber come to them. Oh, God. And they had the whole situation set up. Lights, cameras, action. For him to get his first haircut. Mm -mm. And it was just like, I'm done with y'all. I am done with y'all. Yeah, and so... So she done lost her whole job. And then to sign around and be like, donate to my... uh, OnlyFans page. You the only lost your damn mind. Have you? You got right. to be an only fool to think that <laughs> if somebody, girl, if somebody is kidnapping you, do you really think your kitten, the kidnapper, is going to be like, oh yeah, have them post the money to your account? No, no, they that's... don't cash. <laughs> you know how easy that is to trace, girl. See, that would have pissed me off right there because now you think I'm stupid. <laughs> you're stupid and you think I'm stupid too and I'm not going to be able to do it with you yeah so she posted a statement saying you know I realized it might have been insensitive blah 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 you done bitch <laughs> it was dumb it wasn't insensitive it was stupid yeah um okay I'm only going to say this real quick I don't want to spend a lot of time on it um but Brianna Taylor's boyfriend is has recently filed a lawsuit over his arrest um the night that she was killed by police he said um the charges brought against me were meant to silence me and cover up brianna's murder for her and those that i love i can no longer remain silent um he accuses the louisville police department of threatening him illegally detaining him and interrogating him under false pretenses he says the department also ignored his account is corroborated by neighbors and arrested and jailed him he also said okay and let me find this because i do not want to misquote him um he also said that he was given a they gave him a deal to try and say that she for him to say that she was a drug trafficker i saw that and so he's done he like you know what f this i'm i'm suing y'all because y'all not about to play these games with me y'all charged me for protecting my home you killed the woman i love and i'm not i'm not for the bullshit so like how how stupid do they think he is to yeah. say, we'll give you a plea deal on your charges if you just say she was trafficking drugs? What? No. She was the first responder in the middle of a pandemic. Are you kidding me? You think she had time to be thinking about trafficking drugs while she's in an ambulance most of the day? That's not for me. The audacity the audacity of it like because you don't want to do right by her your next your next your next step is well then let's just try to make up some type of story about her yep some bullshit (laughs) trash you just trash and what's crazy is both of them have clean records like they've never done a damn thing and this is what happens to them it's right. It's trash. Sick. It's sick. Girl. But I just had to share that with the people. Um, so because we have to continue to support him because number one, like I said, he lost the love of his life. Um trying to protect her at that. 
Exactly. And he's only 27 years old and Kenny deserves some love too. I know we continue to say Brianna Taylor's name, but his name is Kenny Walker. And I am proud to say that he did what a black man should do. He was scared. He was trying to protect her and he, he did the right thing in my opinion. So absolutely. I support, I support Kenny. Absolutely. Um, all right, a couple more things. So, you know, the other day I was taking a break from work and I'm just scrolling the interwebs and then I see um, Niecy Nash get married, right? Hmm. And at first glance, I was like, oh, okay, dude, kind of, dude looks decent, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, well. Well, and I'm like, yeah. this is good because, like, I'm like, oh, she just got divorced. You know, she bouncing back real quick. Um, well, Niecy Nash had a surprise wedding this week, um, and she married Jessica Betts. It was um, a double surprise. That is, it's a surprise on both levels. Number number one, she married. She got married. Number two, she married a woman because nobody really knew that um Nisi uh was part of the LGBTQ com- community they didn't know she, she probably didn't know so i was doing my good sleuthing okay you journalizing and, yeah girl so <laughs> as soon as she tagged her wife i was like who is jessica betts mm-hmm. and so i did find out that um jessica betts is from chicago Okay. I did find out that she guest starred on Claws, which is Niecy Nash's show on TV. I saw that. She guest starred like two years ago. And at the time, I believe, and I didn't confirm this with my um, journalistic um, research, but I believe she was still married at the time. Pretty sure of Hmm. that. Um, And so they became good friends. So Nisi was tagging stuff about Jessica, saying, "Oh, she's this amazing artist." She called mm-hmm. the the homie at one point, and like, I forgot whose birthday it was, but like, Jessica posted something under um, Nisi's page. I was like, "Oh, yeah, so I saw they- something what she posted." She was like, "Nice nails, nice yeah. nails, something like that." And I, I was, was like, like, "Okay, okay." So clearly since shorty was on the show they've been like talking hanging got real close mm-hmm. and so real close <laughs> so and i'm right actually she was still married so she was married to a guy named jay tucker um their divorce wasn't even finalized until june 21st so of uh, 2020 of 2020. Ah, oh, shit, man. Yeah, so you know what? I'm not hating. I'm just like, Shorty just kicked the dough in. Like, all right, it, I'm here. And I'm and that's here. And this, this a third marriage, I believe. I think so. I mean, you know, some people just love love, I guess. So, yeah, and I mean, they look really happy, and you know, um, maybe that this is it. Maybe they'll be the aunties coming to the party, mm-hmm. and then grandma be, you know, because you know, grandmas don't be getting it, and, and so 
the, the granny. And they're going to be like, you know, that's just Niecy's good friend. <laughs> that's probably what's been going on for for at least for years now. Like, mm-hmm. cause that's just niece's good friend. <laughs> oh man, that's because we don't know how long her or not. Because you know, when you get a divorce and you got a little coin, the divorce proceedings take a little longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she so announced her divorce in the winter, like in December. Hell yeah, she had to because she knew what she was doing. Let me tell you. <laughs> she knew what she was doing. That was all planned, figured out, and coordinated. I bet it was. <laughs> that wasn't no just no off the off the cuff. Oh, okay. Well, Shorty probably was like, listen, it you you got we got you gotta get up out this thing. <laughs> if you want me like I want you. You go tell you don't have Mr. to do what you got to do to go. <laughs> Child, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall in that conversation. Just Child, like, well, whatever she wait. said, whatever the conversation was, whatever it worked, down, it worked. <laughs> Point blank and period. Yeah. <laughs> um, one other thing before I wrap up the tea, um, I am not gonna say I'm a super fan of Joe Button. However. Over the past few days, um, as a podcaster, um, I must say I am proud of Mr. Joe Budden. Hmm. As most people know, he is probably one of the biggest celebrity, quote unquote, podcasters. I'll say at least in the black community, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, for a while he was doing his podcast. It was on YouTube. It was on Apple Music, right? And he didn't have any sponsorships or anything. He was just on, he was just posting his episode, posting his episodes kind of like we do. And then um, he got a deal with Spotify and it was a really big, a really big deal. Like they did billboards for him. They're saying, oh, Joe's coming to Spotify. And so I think there's only certain ways you can listen to his podcast now. They pay him X, Y, Z, yada, yada, yada. And so I guess him and Spotify have fallen out mm-hmm. and he wants more money and, you know, he does own his show. It's his shit. You know what I'm saying? You can't right. say it ain't his. Spotify did not create it and ask him to come. Y'all paid him. And now he like, okay, I'm one of the biggest names on your platform. I probably deserve a few more coins. And so a lot of other podcasters are giving him shit because he's talking about leaving Spotify and they <laughs> and they are upset because oh, he was talking shit about them not taking deals. Even Charlemagne was talking shit about him. And I just want to say this publicly that I admire Joe Budden in this regard because he values his own shit. Mm hmm. Um, he, he spoke this week, um, specifically talking to Charlemagne about how you can't tell me shit about my shit when you work for a media conglomerate. Um, you don't have your own, you, (laughs) you are a personality in their realm. Um, Mm -hmm. they, they allow you to do what you do they give you opportunities and they take them away and so 
I all facts. I am have never said that I'm a super fan, but this made me a fan of Joe Budden because it makes me appreciate what we have here even more because we don't get we don't have like sponsor sponsors. Y'all hear these little commercials that we recorded for Anchor, which you know. We may get a few pennies, but it's definitely pennies. <laughs> so, right. Um, we do aspire to be at a larger level so I can appreciate somebody knowing their worth and owning their shit and not being lowballed. So I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Shout out to Joe Budden looking out. I feel like he's looking out for all podcasters because, you know, this is not easy to do, first of all. And, Mm-mm. you know, there are so many people out here who are trying to get on, trying to let their voice be heard. And we all hope that one day Spotify or somebody's going to come and say, hey, two chicks, y'all want to show? Let's do this. Let's do that. Here, here's some real coin. You know? Right. And- but, but you know what? I, I think that I would rather stay like this and I and I would like to believe that well I don't know because I know he's with SoundCloud no he's with Spotify yeah so I don't know like when you do those SoundCloud was it SoundCloud Spotify no I'm just saying like the other major podcasts that we like that we listen to oh yeah like so do they get paid from a certain entity I know they get sponsorships yeah, like, so I do know now that some podcasts, like a lot of the popular ones come from some of the same production companies. Right, right. That's what I, so is it production company or like, do they have contracts with them? They do have contracts with their production companies and then they are distributed, you know. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think that, you know, I'm with you. I think I'm with Joe. Like, I don't think I want to be tied down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because like I don't think I want to be tied down and I don't want that stress. Do I want the sponsors? Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Come this way. Come this way. Come on in the room. We can stuff. But I don't think I want to be in a situation where uh it's a contract and then it gets to the point where what we say becomes their words pretty much. Exactly. I want I want us to remain authentic. I want us to be as free as we are today if we were to take any other contracts, sponsorships, anything. You're going to take the two chicks as the two chicks. Right. I'm going to have to be worried about, oh, I can't talk about Viacom or I can't talk about MTV because now I got to deal with X, Y, and Z. And this is, it's no flack to other people, but like when you own your own and you are you you ain't got to answer to nobody right and i don't want to have to deal with i want to be this is mine like yeah so um i just wanted to bring that up as a podcaster i had to take a moment and say thank you joe for standing up for all of us and letting people know that we do this is our shit and we know our worth Period. Um, last thing in the tea, um, all of us probably were shaken up on Friday, last Friday, 
um, with this news. I literally, I, I forgot where I was, but I stopped everything and started texting my kids and making sure they were okay. Um, when we heard the news about Chadwick Boseman passing away, like nobody expected it at all, at all. Um, and he, um, wanted it that way. Um, his, um, agent is now talking a little bit and, um, he's saying that he is, um, was a very, very private person and his mother is the one that advised him to keep his diagnosis a secret. Um, mm. She taught him to not have people fuss over him. Um, he also felt in this business that people trip about things. And he was a very, very private person, as I just mentioned. And mm-hmm. so apparently he's he was diagnosed in 2016. And he's been battling this for the past four years. And even the people closest to him had no idea. So his director, Ryan Coogler uh, from Black Panther had no idea. Spike Lee didn't know. Even one of the actors, and I can't remember his name right now, but it was from the movie Five Bloods. He said he was really excited to work with Chadwick and he um, was on set and he's like, he has this Chinese medicine doctor massaging him and somebody doing this and he only eats that. And he was like, dang, that's a lot for him. And block, like talking, like, you know, probably thinking, oh, he a prima donna. You know, mm-hmm. you need all and he just stuff. trying to trying to survive through this movie. Right. And so what he, he, he actually got emotional on this interview. It was an overseas interview and I wish I could remember his name. And he was just saying that, um, you know, he felt bad for feeling some kind of way. And mm. personally, I remember seeing him on, on something. I think it might've been Kevin Hart's um, like reality Netflix special or whatever he did where he gave like a behind the scenes and he was talking about doing a, a remake of Uptown Saturday mm-hmm. Night mm-hmm. and I saw him I saw Chadwick and I was like he don't look right yeah and I was like man he's lost a lot of weight but then I know male actors will gain and lose weight four roles and I remember telling D I was like man maybe he lost all this weight for a role and um he's like I don't know maybe and I was like but then he kind of like got this look in his face that he's sick too but like nobody said anything so it's got to be four roles so I'm not being negative but I'm like it's it was noticeable to me at that point I, I know exactly what you're talking about with the whole conversation and he he kind of was like hesitant to be like, yeah, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And 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 I kind of thought that that I was like, why do I want to jump on a part? And looking at him, like it was something else that I saw, and I was like, like I was like, oh man, like Lord forgive me, and I feel horrible. Like I was like, I hope he ain't now here wilding out. Like he didn't got you know fame, mm-hmm. and now he wilding out. And you know, I know a lot of people were saying like. You know, you just never know what a person is going through. But I do remember, like, Kevin was, like, really excited. Like, man, I think this would be great. We could play this ball together. We'll be like the, the our generation, Sidney Poitier. Yep. And, and which he kind of was because he only played those, like, Few hot, hot mm-hmm. roles. 
And he was kind of like, mm, I see, I'll let you know. Yeah, but then he, but like, it was like he really was thinking about it. Like, he right. was deep in thought. And if you think about that now, it's like he's probably you know, weighing, it's probably weighing on him, like, okay, I have this movie, this movie, and this movie going right. on. Um, I know what's going on with this cancer stuff. I gotta figure it out. I, but this sounds like a good opportunity. Like, he probably had all of those mm-hmm. wheels spinning in his head. And it's just, it's really sad to me that um, he had to, like, deal with that on his own and only a few people um, knew about it because that's yeah. a heavy weight to bear. Yes, it is. I know I, I, I know I wouldn't be able to. There's no way I would be able to, to, to carry that weight on my own, you know? Yep. They, yeah. So they said, so he must have a new show or movie coming up on Netflix called My Rainey's Black Bottom. And he's worked worked with Denzel Washington in this film, and I, apparently it's probably one of his last films because they said he was in immense pain the entire time he was filming. But he was so excited to finally work with Denzel. And do you mm-hmm. you understand the Denzel connection, or have you read about that? Yeah, recently? yeah, absolutely. So that's amazing to me. Like that's a full circle moment for him right. to know that Denzel, you know pay for his tuition as a you know kind of like a sponsor like he didn't even like honestly you're not really supposed to know who donates the money right <laughs> but Denzel happened to be his benefactor and um to come full circle and you know be in a movie with him is it's crazy like we were watching five bloods the other day and I had to turn it off because I'm like okay he ain't alive in five bloods and now he ain't alive and it was just <laughs> yeah yeah it was a lot um but one thing I will say it seems like he had a light on the inside of him that he shined everywhere he went I have and I've I, you don't hear a lot of negative things about him period anyway but mm-hmm. everyone has such amazing stories to tell about him um about how thoughtful he was um the um Josh the actor who was the white actor who played alongside him in the third good Marshall movie mm-hmm. sh- shared a text message that um Chadwick sent him and it was like the most thoughtful um, detailed, creative text ever. It was like talking about the, how the sun rose and it might be a cloudy day in LA, but we're alive and like all. It was just like, yeah, I um. <laughs> so I, you know, Kevin on stage has a new co-host on his podcast. He has a girl, a, a, not a girl, but a woman co-host. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Angel, and she is an actor. She plays in. She has like a reoccurring role on um, some show that come on Netflix, Atypical. Okay. But she was saying how Chad was a good friend of hers um, daughter's godfather. Mm -hmm. And she had a chance to meet him. And she was just saying how cool and down to earth. She said this was, of course, before Black Panther. She was like, he was cool and down to earth. And when she saw him again, she had her twins and 
um, he played with her twins and helped her with her twins and stuff. And it was just like listening to that and then listening to just people in general speak, they say what they had to say about him. It was just like, man, I feel like on one end, it's like we're going to always appreciate him for mm-hmm. Black Panther, but I also think that we underestimated. Not underestimated, that's not the word, but it was like we kind of overlooked him. Yeah. Or we really didn't celebrate him the way that he did. Like, I watched uh, Get On Up that yeah. Sunday morning. Yeah. He played the shit out of James Brown. <laughs> Girl, he like, did, though. like, he played the shit out of James Brown. Like, and then they say he was doing the dances and the movements. I'm like, come on, man. Yes. He did it all. And like, somebody tried to make some snide remark um, on Twitter to say, because they showed some, they uh, someone had tweeted one of the fight scenes from Black Panther or the Avengers or something, and they was like, "Oh, don't mistake the stunt man for Chadwick." And somebody was like, "This man was out here doing his own stunts. He was right. doing his own scenes, and he was dealing with this cancer. Don't don't do that. <laughs> like, right. give the man his credit." And I am so happy. For all the young kids, little black kids, specifically little black boys that were able to see a black superhero, like, be a king. Not just a black superhero, but he was also a king from Africa. And you could see all of this beautiful African culture. Like, I've learned so much about, like, just little shit about Chadwick that I'm just like, damn, he was a cold person. Listen. So the language that they spoke, yes, in Black Panther, he learned that shit off the fly. Like, yes, in Avengers, the the father of the original king of Wakanda, T'Challa's dad, is African, and he was speaking in a particular tongue, and I'm not gonna try to pronounce it because I messed it up, and so. They started, he taught Chadwick some words and which are actually clicks and sounds right. on set. And they asked the directors of Avengers, um, how did Can y'all decide it? to do that? Like, did y'all plan this out? That's great. And they was like, no, they did it on their own. We just decided to keep it. Right. What? Right. I read that and said, listen, I'm <laughs> I struggle saying American words. <laughs> right. And he's been master clicks. He mastered clicks and sounds like he was just a genius. And you know, for me, the one thing that I took away from his passing is when they said that he did all of this while being diagnosed with colon cancer. Mm-hmm. I just sat there and I just thought we make the pettiest excuses not to do something. Mm-hmm. Not to live our life. Not to go after our dreams. Not to go there. And here it is. He was diagnosed. And he did not let this, let that stop him. Nope. He kept going. So I'm like, man, look. Okay, if I do a video and I only get five views. I got five views. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm not gonna know. let the little stuff bother me. Like we, no. we will say, oh, um, I broke a nail, so I can't do X, Y, Z. And this man was fighting cancer. And I know I've seen the comments already. People said, don't, don't use him fighting through cancer and making all these movies as your excuse to do X, Y, and Z. But honestly, we. Shit. We Don't make everything not to be your excuse. Like exactly, why should sit like, on our ass? Like this man was about his business, and that's what I got from it. Like, d- take no chances. Right, we only have so much time. So get while the getting is good, and uh, do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Like he was the epitome of, and somebody made a good point. They was like, you know, he wasn't living like. You know, this was his last day. He was just living in the day, like yeah. you what know, because what we got to do today. Oh, okay. right, this, let's go. Right, because because he could have easily been on some. Oh, I, you know, I'm I've been diagnosed, so I'm retiring. I'm not doing anything else. Right. Can you imagine if he took that that route? We wouldn't have had uh, black. He wouldn't have been our Black Panther. Nope. He wouldn't have been Jackie Robinson. He wouldn't have been Thurgood Marshall. <laughs> he wouldn't have been James And on Brown. and on and on. And it's just like, man, like we, like I said, for me, it was that. It was like, how, there is no way. We have no excuse. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Just, and just not to be like, one of people that be like, okay, guys, let's go. But it's just like, you know, you you have to live for the day. Yep. And then one other thing I did learn from his passing is that um, we are so quick to judge people. Yes. Um, so he was losing all this weight. There are pictures of him. Like, he didn't look the greatest and that's fair. It's fine. He just didn't look that great. And folks had all of these rumors and were being so nasty, so much so that at one point, and I didn't know this, I had followed him. I was following him, but I didn't even know he had deactivated his Instagram. At one point he had turned comments off. Of yeah, I think, he, I think I heard something where he ended up like, I didn't follow him, but I did go back on his page and I think I I and I do recall um hearing and I don't know how true it was, but I do recall somebody saying that he had ended up deleting pictures or something yep. like that. Yeah, he deleted pictures off of his Instagram. And I was just like, you motherfuckers had no idea. And that's, it's fine. Like, they didn't have to know. Right. But that just shows you how dirty this world is. That you never know You never what know somebody's what somebody's going, going through. through. Yeah. You I never felt so know. bad to see that. And, like, even myself, I was like, I felt bad to think what I was thinking when I saw the Kevin Hart show and a few other things I was like man he looks sick and but then I'm like I just noticed stuff like that like mm-hmm. um I I used to work at a clinic that specialized um we had a lot of um gay men that came to our clinic we had mm-hmm. transgenders we had uh transgender people we had people with HIV and AIDS um, and we treated sexually transmitted diseases. We were located in the Boys Town neighborhood of Chicago, mm-hmm. which most people know as an LGBTQ neighborhood. And so 
I can almost look at someone and tell if they have HIV and AIDS sometimes in their face, like depending Mm -hmm. on how long they've had it. I okay. can't possibly look at them and tell. Like I like now the drugs are getting so good that obviously it's a little harder to tell, but there are some signs that I can see because I've been around it so I was around it so much. And so I don't wanna I felt bad like putting that judgment on him, saying like, dang, he looks sick. Mm-hmm. But it's only because of something that I've learned or something I've observed. And so it just made me take a step back and say, don't judge as much, you know. It's empathy. Okay. Yeah, have some empathy for people. Mm-hmm. So, rest in peace to Chadwick Bozeman. Um, he left behind a great legacy, um, not only in film, but in how he treated people based on what I've seen on the internet. I've I've seen that he left very good memories with his friends and castmates in every movie that he was in. So mm-hmm. take some time and watch one of his movies um, if you haven't already. And uh, we'll be right back. All right, we are back and it is time for Girl Talk. Um, so today we want to talk about the most recent versus battle, um, which I would just like to say shout out to Swiss Beats and Timbaland. They provided entertainment for us through some tough times of the quarantine, Mm -hmm. and now they are sitting back and collecting the coin because they have a show on Apple Music. They are creating these playlists. And it has just keep it just keeps going and going. So this has turned into a thing. I mean, it's 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 for the culture. Like I can't see how like you you gotta like I feel like you if you haven't watched like one, like what like what are you what's going on? Like exactly. And I so, mean it it is entered like you said, it's entertaining. Yep. Um it's fun, sometimes it's hilarious. Yep. Now, I can lie, it's been some that I've been like, I am not interested at all. Yeah, it's some I haven't turned into, but it is, I do, I do want to say that I miss <laughs> the video issues and all of that because that's just funny. Like, yes, like, <laughs> think about Teddy Riley and Babyface. <laughs> that goes down in history. That goes, that's funny. That goes into the 2020 time capsule, right. time capsule. So this week we had Brandy versus Monica. And if anybody knows a true story there, they haven't been friends for a really long time. Have they, they ever been friends? Uh, they were kind of when they were younger, but it just got really bad. And the fact that they were able to come together for this versus is short of a miracle. <laughs> so let's start here. Are you team Brandy or are you team Monica? So I I get am, it together. No, get no, it no, together. No. I am team Monica. Well, and I'm team go. I'm team Monica because I can relate. Like when just one of them days came out, you know, you gotta understand I, I am a little up there. Yeah. So when just one of them days came out, I think that came out in ninety five. Yeah, I was coming out of high school, and Monica has always been, you know, 
she's always had a more older appeal to her. Yes, and they I don't know why they did her like that, but right. all the songs when she was younger really were but that for grown ass women. But that wasn't just them. Like she'll tell you, like she had a voice. And she would be like, I want to do this, 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 and a third. So I related to Monica more because again, her music kind of set the tone for me. That does not mean that like I'm never gonna say Brandy ain't half hits. Now this whole vocal bible thing, like I don't uh, uh, watch it, watch it because you are talking to a Yeah, the the bi- the vocal bible um <laughs> Okay, so to truly understand where that comes from, help it- me. So Brandy's voice is unmatched. Like <laughs> No, bro, like what you don't like her it's her range. So like she has this range from a very low register all the way high. She can auto-tune herself. Like she needs no help with background. Like she, she's everything in one artist. I guess. Okay, I'm not I'm gonna not go impressed. there. Okay, so you team but, Monica, I mean, like, Brandy. I, I, it's like <laughs> when it comes to her singing, like I'm not gonna say she can't sing, but I, I just maybe because I'm not a singer, I just don't get it. So I'm gonna tell you what one of my friends said, and I'm not <laughs> I'm not gonna say nothing else. That she was like, my friends that used to sing in the choir or in groups or have record deals, they are all team brandy. But my friends that was on the usher board, I was singing in a choir. <laughs> I sang in a choir, like yeah, I was in a choir, but I'm still like, okay, I'm not impressed. Like for one, it always. For me, when I hear Brandy sing, I'm I'm the I'm from the sing from your diaphragm. You know, See, sing it out your guts. She but don't have me, a gut voice though. And that's the that's that's why I'm nigga. Like, you I'm, want that? You want that Fantasia Jennifer Hudson verses? Is that what you want? Because them have to sing from their gut. Yes, <laughs> I'm 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 used to the women that say, <gasps> and I. <laughs> and I am- Right. That's what I'm not the <laughs> in the middle of the night. To me, she sings like I just like for one to sound like it hurt when she sings. Okay, moving right along. <laughs> no, it just sound like like it hurt her. Like like something gonna bust. I'm not gonna t- <laughs> what we're not gonna do is we're not gonna in talk the about the song. Like lonely, <laughs> broken hearted as much lonely, but that's because the other dude and he another one. He gets, on my, he gets on my nerve too. Like it was cool when he was younger, but you are, you are my age, sir. <laughs> he's, and he's still doing all that. Like your neck don't hurt. <laughs> lonely, broken hearted. Like, come on, like, alone. Okay. Like, like, so what we're not that, gonna do is go like, through all these songs, but I do want to point out some things that I thought was pretty funny. Okay, throughout. we probably saw the same thing. So let's start with their attire. <laughs> so, 
I don't. So the closest comparison I have to Brandy's outfit is some shit I've seen Lil Wayne wear. <laughs> like, Somebody said I saw some something that said she had on all the cast members of Got of Girlfriends. <laughs> she was just like all the cast members from Girlfriends. I was like, but even before it came on me and my sister and my cousin was talking and I said I'm telling y'all she is about to get on here looking like she shot that Erica Badu's stress store <laughs> and what did she do soon yeah. as she came on the screen I was like see yeah damn <laughs> I, 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 once, I was like told you <laughs> yeah I, so I like, wasn't feeling her outfit but I wasn't feeling Monica's outfit either mm. <laughs> my, so <laughs> The, I was good with the top. The beret, mm, not so much. And then pants, them pants, like boots, whatever y'all was calling them. Girl, I, don't I don't know, know what, what they, they were. were. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were, uh, they were, but she pants boots. So uncomfortable. Like she looked like she was trying to stretch her legs out so she could breathe. They was, they was blants. They was boots and pants. <laughs> but, what got me is I hate when a person has on ill-fitting pants mm-hmm. and they got that little crinkle in the like the seat area and yep. she had that and I was like, oh Monica, child, yeah, the outfit was trash, bro. Yeah, like Monica was like, look, and Monica usually dresses to to the. I mean, but it wasn't bad. It was uh, here's my thing. It wasn't horrible. It was sharp. Like you can't. You know, she came in there like, bitch. What? She came in there like a rich auntie. Like, Monica yep. was like, Monica gave rich auntie vibes and Brandy yep. gave... I'm a hippie. Ar- Brandy gave arti- art, uh, uh, your artist cousin vibes. Like, here come this motherfucker back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, she about to sing us a new song, y'all. Shut up, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I got a poem. Want to hear it? <laughs> okay, that was where I was going next. Brandy could have kept all them shits. I missed all that. Thing. Thank you, Jesus. I missed the poems. I don't know. Maybe that was doing my because I hopped in the shower one time. I don't. Well, I mean, you only hop in the shower one time, but I hopped in the shower, so I don't know if that was doing my shower time or what the fuck. Be I was like traveling. How many poems did she do? At least four. I was like, when. Like it was random, so she did one before I'll be missing you. She did another one, like she did at least four of them from what I remember. Like, nobody yeah. was here for that. shit. Yeah. Like, Monica, Monica does not have a poker face. Monica was like, Bitch, shut no, the fuck up. Monica is a Scorpio. My grandmother was a Scorpio, <laughs> and one thing that they can't deal with, and one of my good girlfriends is a Scorpio, and they they cannot hide their face. Nope. They all. cannot hide their face at all and they don't be for the bullshit. Yeah. And so I also noticed there was a lot of little petty comments back and forth. Ooh, honey. The jabs uh, and the shade. Now, I, I'm not going to say I remember them, 
But I remember watching and be like, oh, shit. Okay, Monica, you ain't have to say that. And then Brandy Slick, like, she dropping all these names. Like, oh, Whitney Houston and David Foster yeah. and all these people that I worked with. And I'll pull Monica and say, it was like, yeah, Polo the Don. I love me some Polo. <laughs> Girl, but I think, but my, I, like, towards the end, you could just tell that Monica was over it. She was she like, was. I'm, I'm going to tell you the part that I was like, Monica is about to hit her ass in the throat. <laughs> Is when she got the sink. What? what song was that she started singing? I don't know. That Brandy started singing, and she was like, "Come on, get in with me." And Monica was like, "Nah, let him lose." Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "You got it." Monica right. Oh, like, she I- so did. Monica, I'm not going to do that with you because Monica is a scene from the gut. And so my thing is they got this energy between them. They are just two completely different people. Like Brandy is that free spirit. I honestly don't know how to be around people. Um, I'm kind of awkward, but I'm talented vibe. That's not the vibe I got. From 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 Brandy, yeah. What vibe you get? I got. I'm fake and phony, and I want to keep this whole facade up that I'm just this great girl, this oh, this butterfly spirit, and him and how. Because let's not forget, Brandy gets out her bag too, because she had big shit to say when everybody was doing the Monica challenge and all those little jabs that she. That's true. Brandy That's is true. nice. Brandy is nice, nasty. Is what she, she is. <laughs> she can't be. It's uh-huh. she, Brandy is she just didn't person. want y'all. She didn't want all that cussing. You know, her daughter Girl, was there. Her damn daughter. Anyway, <laughs> Brandy is that person who would say some slick shit, and then when you get ready to check and be like, "What? Oh God, I'm just playing. Come on, girl. Now, what did you say? Say, you know, say it one more time. Say it again. Say, say it a little louder so I can hear you. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if that's that Norwood thing. Because I know that Ray J do that too. Like, they think they could say anything. Yeah. And then when somebody tried, they be like, whoa, wait she a just minute. Like, that's true. Because her mama be, is the queen of slick shit. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's in their blood. That's why I'm like, man, I'm not buying it. And then I'm still side eyeing Brandy from when she lied and said she was married all because she had got pregnant. You know what had us watching that goofy ass reality show? Had us watching that whole ass reality show when you lied through your motherfucking teeth. Because she didn't want folks to really know. Like she she was trying to still have that good girl and that she's trying to have now at 40 and it's like girl ain't nobody (laughs) no so i would just say the whole shit was entertaining to me i still i I think brandy won um because i played multiple songs i was like bitch what what is this i will say this like brand and monica got some some hitters like yeah she does you know what i'm saying um but I also will say I think that Brandy had more radio hits. Yep. I think Brandy had more radio hits. Monica had more album hits. Because okay. the only song, like the only reason that I knew the bulk of 
Brandy songs was because oh I heard that on the radio. Yep. You know yep. what I'm saying? Oh, I remember that from the radio, or I remember that from that soundtrack, or something like that. Where it was songs, some songs that Monica played, where it was like it was radio hits, but then it also hit on her album as well. Yeah. Like I want to say, like it's a couple of albums that Monica had that hit. I, I can't say that because I don't. I've, uh, I can only say that I listened to Monica, the blue one. Back in the day, like in the early 99, 98, oh, 99. Oh, no, 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 those two was probably the makings of me after the storm, maybe still standing. And these newer ones, I'm not too familiar with. Yeah, exactly. So Team Brandy wins. And um, apparently they made up and they, you know, should be cool or whatever. But don't expect to see them um, doing the boy is mine together in person. Yeah, she said, We're not no group. <laughs> she so did. She said, we're not no group. Girl, with, uh, Dan Brandy's about to, we going on tour. Monica, no, like the hell not. we is? No, we not, ma'am. No, we not. This is it. I don't want to see your ass. For another eight years. For another eight years. Because honestly, now, I'm going to give it to you. Like, we, we both agree. Okay, Brand, Brandy won it. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest. Could you have sat in that room for them two, three hours that's my only problem. Them things with is Brandy, way too long. No. With Brandy. <laughs> with Brandy now. Because we sit, we record the podcast and we can sit. <laughs> we can. So could you have sat? All right. Brandy? So um, our next topic. <laughs> we just go transition right now. Um, so our next topic, old girl talk is... Um, Sneaker culture, which I don't think we've ever really talked about on the show. Um, if you follow any of our personal accounts, you may get a glimpse of um, our love for sneakers. But let me just tell you, back in the day when Jordans came, will come out, I would buy Jordans every week, every weekend when they would come out. I had a problem. Mm. Um, I realized I had a problem, um, but I didn't stop. I just decided to be more selective. <laughs> she said I didn't stop. For me, <laughs> for me with Jordans, it was, I guess, when it came to Jordans, I wasn't going out buying. Like I, It was so many releases. And then, again, telling my age, it was like, like, I'm not going to buy those again. I've had those already. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or like, oh, I remember when I was fresh. It was only maybe one pair that I went out and bought again. When I was younger, it, I was still selective. Like, it was like, I, honestly, in my teens, when the first releases used to come out, some of them, I used to be like, them ugly. Right. So, for me, it was, Jordan's is, is a up and down for me. Like, it's got to be one that's really hot. Like I'm really into the one Jordan ones now, but faves. 
Those are but, saves. Yeah, but I'm also, when it comes to those, I'm like, it used to be a time. But you can find Jordan ones all the time. Catching everywhere. On sale, everywhere. So, and it didn't have to be a release because it was all about the the um, the colorways about them. Mm-hmm. But, but now, now, child, so honey. I, like, <laughs> I get so angry now because if you don't know, um, computers have taken over sneaker culture, um, as well as people who whose only goal is to resell on these stores, these online shops like StockX or Goat or even eBay. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost a waste of your time as an actual consumer to try and purchase shoes. Like tomorrow, there, yes. is a, there are a pair of these Jordan ones Fire. that are for the gods. You hear me? Those Fire. They are called Baroque Brown. They have have this green sole. They have a light blue upper upper toe with an orange tongue, a silver swoosh. Like it's pink, like upper cotton, like the sock part. Yeah. Pink. Like Jesus. Just they just say, Hey fall, here we come. They are the part, like, and they can go with so many things. Like, so many they're things. So fire. And I'm telling you, when those pictures dropped of this shoe, I was like, all right, I got to have them. My eyeballs dropped out my eyes. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I was like, oh my freaking God. My <laughs> eyeballs dropped out my eyes. So, those are coming out tomorrow, um, which is um, September 4th. And then today, um, Travis Scott announced a pair of J's that he worked with, with McDonald's. Collabed with McDonald's. They're Jordan 4s. They are cold as hell. Like on one shoe, it's a Jordan symbol. And on the other shoe, on the other back of the shoe, it's his little Cactus Jack smiley face. And the color. Well, you are a Travis Scott fan, though. I do like Travis Scott. But yeah, like, you know. The shoe got me, though. Because it's this red and black. And then when you threw that little bit of yellow in there. Right. Oh, God. Fire. But, like, I'm really sad now that actual consumers like me, Fee, other people just have a, a very difficult time buying shoes. It's no, it's not fun. It takes the Mm-mm. fun out of the sneaker game. Mm-mm. And then I'll say this, and then I'm actually done with this. We recently... <laughs> Join this sneaker group. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm gonna be nice on the show, sis. I'm go ahead, go ahead, go nice. ahead. And most of the girls in the group are are true sneaker heads. I will say that. Like we got a little side chat that we call Lady Foot Locker, and those are my G's right there. They understand mm-hmm. what sneaker culture really is. And then there's those that just post anything, and we not go go there. But like. That group has reignited a love for sneakers in my soul. Listen, I didn't know. I have purchased at least four pairs of sneakers listen, this summer, and I, I ain't am no looking. Look, ma'am, I am looking at five. <laughs> five. Do you hear me? Five pairs. Where sure. am I going? 
And Nowhere we in the house. And it's gotten so bad now that now it's like, okay, so which ones do I want to wear? And then you're trying to fit your outfit around it. Yep. Like, but the Reeboks I just got, I'm just looking at the shoe box and now. You took it back, y'all, the classics. She got these black Reebok classics Ooh, with a they are gorgeous. They got a little bit of gray in them. Bitch. Girl, and I pulled them out the box. I said, this was not what I saw. <laughs> I was like, these motherfuckers are smacking. They got, it's like tea. Like, you don't see it on the um, picture. Yeah. But it has like that, not that velvet, but like almost like that teddy, teddy type. Girl, I pulled them out and was like, bitch. (sighs) Just, I mean, what sold me was, like I said, I wanted, um, I wanted a black and white shoe. Mm-hmm. Like I got all kind of shoes, colors, variations, but I was like, I don't really have like a straight black and white shoe. I got my um, Bray Levens, like always, mm-hmm. but that's still not like a black and white shoe. And then I was like, I saw Cardi with the Reeboks, and I was like, hmm. okay, them nice. And I was like, damn, I would love to have. A pair of my old, I, I call them gotta have it. You know what I call gotta have it? No, I wait. It's a movie, right? No. So I want to say either in ninety or ninety one. Telling my age again. Mm-hmm. Pepsi had a promotion where you would get this discount card, and you can use the card at different stores. Or for different things. And I think one of the things was either Foot Locker or Reebok. And it was for that this particular Reebok classic that I mm-hmm. have. Not this fly ass one I got, but just the basic Reebok classics. If you use your card, I think they would be like nineteen ninety nine or something. Got like that. you. Yeah, I do remember that. Right. So, and and I don't know why, but I was like, damn, I would love to have the Reebok again because that year everybody had them, and they yeah. they hit with everything. Yeah. And so that's but then I went. So I was like, I'm gonna go on look on their website because I had been looking at Pumas, but mm-hmm. I know you and Alicia love the R. What is it? The R threes. Hmm. And I was just like, mm. like I was looking at it, but it wasn't a colorway that really stood out to me. Yeah. Or if it was, it was so loud. And so, and then I used to love Adidas, but it wasn't nothing that I was just like crazy about. So I was like, fuck it, then go to Reebok. And right. I saw though, I was looking at the classics and these came up and I was like, shit. And guess how much I paid for them though? I'm gonna go with a I'm because I know you are a queen bargain shopper. I'm gonna go a clean thirty six seventy five. Yes, yes, yes. You are in the ballpark. Because <laughs> I know, I know. When you telling me guess how much, I'm like, All right, you I know, know when somebody say guess how much, you already know it's, it's a steal. A steal. Yeah, I mean, for me though. That's always been for me. Like I love to get, I'm cool. Like I love a new release, 
or something like that or I love to get a newer shoe but when it comes to sneakers for me for me what gets me off or what's the fun mm-hmm. exciting thing for me is when I can find a hot sneaker at a really good price yeah like I like I'm I got a pair of Jordan ones that I think I bought from Burlington and they were like 29 or 39. Uh, what? All like this like a burgundy wine color, all suede. And the only reason that they were sold that cheap was because they were saying like they thought that because it's a little discoloration on the sole, and they was like, Yeah, they that's why. I said she give me that uh, shit. Please hand them right. over. Hand them over. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I, 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 um, I was, I was going to try for tomorrow, but I'm not. I'm, I'm not even gonna try. I'm not I've even. already said I, I wasn't like. It's, if, not just knowing, I'm, it's setting me up for failure. If I see them out in the streets, um, I'll see if they got my size. If not, it wasn't meant to be. Right. That's me. Like if I'm on some BS full action, you know, finish line and. I'm yep. scrolling, they do a, a, a it come out again or something like that. Yeah. Then I'll try, but nah, I'm good. And I mean honest, where we going? Nowhere. So I can might as well pause my shoe game for right Girl, now. Yeah, Christmas and uh, like birthdays, I got look. My sister's birthday is the thirteenth. My son's birthday is the twenty third. His birthday is the uh, 21st. My niece's birthday is... Send them some drinks, because that's all we doing now. We in the Look, house. Look, I got birthdays <laughs> September, October, and November, and then come Christmas. Mind you, I just had a birthday in August, and then on top of that, the grandbaby was saying to like, I know. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I don't even need to. Right. So I was just like, nah. But if Once y'all I... got the hookup on sneaks, you know, you're hearing it here first. We like sneakers. We you like sneakers. I may drop my size on the story tomorrow on IG just in case a blessing. Maybe comes. we would y'all maybe we should do that. Maybe we should drop some, <laughs> some sneak pics. Yeah, we should go ahead and do that. Yeah, I might do that tomorrow. On the stories. And also, you know, I rarely hardly ever ever plug myself. Go right ahead, because that um sneaker lookbook is quite fire. That's what I was about to share. So check it out on her YouTube channel, but we'll drop some little some little teases tomorrow on on the page. Cool. All right, we will be right back. All right, y'all, we're back again, and we're gonna try something new out tonight, um, today, whatever, whenever you're listening. Good morning, how you doing? Okay, so this, you know, last week we tried to provide some little tips and tricks to keep you, you know, sane or um, make sure you're taking care of yourself through this. Um, pandemic and with all the crazy times we're living in and so we want to bring a segment to you called free your mind and shit <laughs> Just, if you have a better suggestion please we send will do- <laughs> cause I literally 
Hey, y'all don't know what we go into thinking about this shit. I was like, cause I'll get out here telling the people to go Namio Rengekyo and shit. Yeah, relax, relate. Please. When you say relax, relate, release and shit, that's what it sounds like, literally. <laughs> and I was like, nah, nope. Nope. <laughs> so yeah, we just want to provide some self-care tips and I'm going to turn it over to the, my girl Fee because this is not my specialty. <laughs> First of all, how are you? Where's your mental? No, um, I always start with that. What's your mental? How are you? Um, This week has been shit at work Um, and personal life is okay. You know, it's all, it's all good. I'll be alright still. Have you, have you did anything this week special, you know, to kind of for yourself? Child, I ain't do this for myself, but I decided to participate in an extreme workout with D. Um, Child, you talking about them ten miles? <laughs> so, yeah, shit. I, look, mile three, I would have been in the Uber. Like, fuck this, no. So we live like a mile from the lakefront here in Chicago. So we walk to the lake. That's actually nothing. Like we'll do that mm-hmm. quite frequently, and so. On this day, he decided he wanted to go for a long walk. So from our home to Soldier Field, where the Chicago Bears play, is about five miles. So he decided he wanted to walk to Soldier Field and back home. Mm. Um, It was good. You know, I got to spend time with my fiance. We're on the lake. It's quite refreshing. You know, we people watching and just key keying all along the way um we get to soldier field i'm fine you know i'm good like i i'm i'm a runner i'm pretty athletic i can i can do a five miles is nothing mm-hmm. but let me just tell y'all something on the way home <clears throat> i could not get home quick enough like it was <laughs> not even First of all, it was dark on the way back home. Um, again, we're on the lakefront, which has these spots where it's all trees. There's bugs. and every- I was so ready to get home. I, my legs were hurting for two days. Like, I, don't, I still don't think my energy is back to where it should be. But listen, no. we had we had a decent time. It was a good workout, but I hope don't nobody expect to ever um, go for a walk on the lake with me for a while because I'm not interested. <laughs> you like, no, no, I'm thank good. You. I'm I'll good. meet you there. Yep. How about you? How you doing? You know, this week has been heavy. This month, well, I'm going to say this. I've already, and we've had this conversation, but I've already, um, I've not been looking forward to this month. Yeah. Because um, this is the month that my cousin passed away. And this is also his birthday month. So it was like, you know, you know, last year this month was shit for me. Right. So I was like, I was like, oh God, here we go. So, you know, this month has been heavy on that aspect, then just found out. You know, it's just been a lot, a lot going on. Yeah. But you know, other than that, I still have a level of peace, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And yeah. um, I'm okay. Like, That's I'm just, true. I'm taking every day as it comes. You know, whatever happens that day is what happened. Mm-hmm. I've had some tears or stuff like that. So it's, it's that. Um, 
what I've been doing, like I said last time, is that I started the meditation um, challenge mm-hmm. and I follow a YouTuber and I pulled it up and, and thought I could remember her name. And then, okay, her name is Ariana Elizabeth. Okay. And if you go to her page, she has um, a playlist that's a meditate like a meditation playlist Mm -hmm. and they're about 10 minutes or so long so um i've been doing that i missed today but you know i'll catch up tomorrow but that and you know trying to hit the gym i'm proud of myself because yesterday i was not feeling it yeah you know it was like not not even more so on a and uh, it was more of a mental thing of, I really just don't feel like doing that shit today. Right. And it was like, I guess because I felt that way, my body felt heavy. But once I got in there, I, you know, I did what I had to do and I had a, a pretty decent workout. Wasn't my best, but it was a workout. So I gave myself a pat on the back for that. So, Good job. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, you know, trying to meditate and taking one day day at a time shit that's all you can do and that's what i would say to our people our shit talkers like it's a lot going on right now shit is heavy just take one day at a time and just make sure that you are finding something be be intentional there you go on doing something for yourself even if it's as simple as Tuesday. So Tuesday, I logged off work, beeline straight to the bed, and got in it. <laughs> Period. Watch TV, chilled out, you know, fix me something to eat, got yeah. back in the bed. Like, you know, so be intentional on um, doing something for yourself that satisfies your mental and emotional being. Mm-hmm. Also, listen to your physical being. And yeah, you know, that's all I got. Like, this segment ain't going to be happy. That's good. That's good, though. I think it's good that um, we're making a conscious effort to check on each other, even though we do that anyway. Like, yeah. We'll know we can tell when we're off and it ain't even like in a phone conversation. You can just send this chick if I don't see a story <laughs> like for like I'll give her like it's hours mm-hmm. she working. But if it goes a day or so and it ain't not a story on Instagram, <laughs> oh no bitch, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Because they are people. I be letting y'all know what's going on. So. Right. What is going on? What's wrong with you, girl? What's wrong with you? Good? That's true. That's yeah. True. So I could just, we could kind of feel it. And so I think um, that's one thing um, I've been trying to do is been more t- intentional about checking friends, making sure everybody's doing okay. On your people. Check on your people. Um, especially your strong friends, because typically your strong friends need more encouragement because they are the ones checking on everybody, everybody else. else. Right. You know, check on your people. And and if you don't have anyone to check on you, check on yourself. You know, it's okay to how am I doing right now? Right. How do I really feel? 
You know, even if that means journaling, speaking to a counselor or whatever the case may be. All but, right. You know, check yourself too. Good shit. Well, that right. could be a good shit. Oh, look at that. <laughs> good shit. All right. Well, I'm going to call that a show, sis. So what, um, what do we want to tell the people to do until they hear from us again? Drink your water. Mind your business and be a blessing. Amen. Talk to y'all real soon.